Hello everybody and welcome back to day four of the Stick Flickers podcast. As ever, my name is David and his name is Scott. Hello. And we're back for day four. Two categories, we've, we've had a long hard road to get to this point. Two categories, we're going to do most anticipated game for 2018 and best small game. So I want to start with best small game because I feel like that's a, if we finish with most anticipated for 2018 and then move on to tomorrow's game. Game yeah, of the year. It's got a nice flow to it. Tomorrow's game, tomorrow's topic. It's got we a better go flow. Go to tomorrow's yeah. game if you want. Don't know what's being released. I'm sure there's something. Yeah. Steam's full of shit. So, best small game. I think we can all agree one of the games that can go straight across. Do we want to clarify small? Um, yeah. So, I guess it's it's anything that isn't AAA. Would that, would that be right? I think that's fair. Anything that doesn't have like a... I don't know. I it's, guess in it's days, kind of subjective, but you get the idea. I guess in days gone by, this would be best indie game. Mm-hmm. However, that's not really an applicable no name anymore because small games aren't always independent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Cuphead is probably our, our first star for this moving over. That's an example because it was published by Microsoft, wasn't it? So, yeah. it's not really an independent game. Yeah, but it's. It is, and it isn't the spirit it's, of yeah. what it is. It is. It, it could almost be quantified by best game under like twenty pounds or something. Yeah, like it's that kind of. That's not the actual criteria, but it's that kind of idea, like a game yeah, that's like not sixty pounds. Small in scope, small in budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. I feel like Flint Hook's going to make this list because you've got it twice. Well, I've gone for it. You really have. <laughs> um, I want to offer up what remains of Edith Finch to be cut. Because, because again, I just think it's it's oh. high highs, low lows. And a lot of these games are high highs. That is bold. I mean, there's one other game I'd probably cut first that I've just remembered about on this list that I would cut before. Uh, what remains? Maybe, maybe we talk about that just for. I think Edith Finch hangs on for the for the for moment. The, for the moment, um, the sexy if you, brutal. If you want to get straight to cuts, then I think we go sexy brutal. Because I, I absolutely adore the idea of that game. Yeah, I don't like the implementation. No, nope. beyond the first nope. area. The first nope. area is great fun. Yep. Then it gets really bad. And this is coming from a a, a man who uh, this kind of falls into the same. With you and Hellblade, I've made the effort of platinuming the Sexy Brutal, but I'm not sure I had a crazy amount of fun doing it. Yeah. Um, David's actually just gone outside to tend his dog, um, so I'll just keep mindlessly yammering. Um, it's a good idea and concept. Like, uh, I love puzzle games. This is not the greatest example of puzzle game. I wait, I actually think they could have made it a lot better just by not making it all open. Yeah, you know, like putting you in, absolutely in smaller areas. A hundred percent. You got to explore the whole area. Mm-hmm. Rewind, fast forward. One hundred percent. I didn't like the puzzles towards the end of the game either. The thing, the thing for me as well is the sexy brutal didn't even make our short list for style, and if it's not making that, then it's got no hope here. No. Because that game is basically 95% style. The music's quite good. The music's excellent. Yeah. The music's excellent. The artwork's excellent. I think the characters are actually more interesting than you'd think, given the kind of scope of the game. 
Yeah, that one. I my favorite one is near the beginning, um, when there's the husband. Is it husband and wife? The husband's gambling, mm. and you've got to try and. He's wearing like a, a Mexican wrestling mask. Yeah, and he's eating. Yeah. He's drinking shots, and there's like a poisoned one yeah, that he's yeah. working his way down to. Yeah, and uh, this story in the sexy brutal is actually quite good. Yes, it starts off. You wake up and you're. Are you actually a detective, or are you just putting the the role of detective. You think you're just really putting the role of detective. Um, and you work your way through the game, saving people from dying by the rewind time mechanism. And you think you're in this like weird fun house full of crazy characters and the likes, and you're stopping this weird presence from killing. But it turns out that it's just the owner of the casino tried to burn down the casino for insurance money, which yeah. kind of sounds anticlimactic, but it really worked, I think. Because he killed his wife and kids, did he not? Yeah, because he burned wife. the casino down and killed everyone. All the deaths that you're preventing, it's like a Groundhog Day loop, and it just keeps happening and happening and happening. And it is just because this guy burned his, his casino down to, to get the money because it was failing, but in the process killed all his clients and his family. Yeah. And it was, it hit me quite hard. It was, I was not expecting that turn from no. the game when I first played it. But I'm not sure it hangs with, I mean, I've not even played Windjammers and Flinthoot, but from the way you talk about it and kind of overall how down I am on the sexy brutal, I just don't see it hanging here at all. I think we can cut that. Okay. You agree? Off it goes. See you later. Um... Do you I... want to focus on some games that are staying? Yeah, I think uh, Night in the Woods stays. I think you're right. And I want like that. I think of all categories, if Steam World Dig Two is going to get its dues, it's this one. I agree. So at least for the moment, that stays. Um, Windjammers, I like it a lot. Um, the to really get the most from it, you need a friend or two that are really into it and of similar skill ratings. Okay. Because if one person's I guess that's you could you could accuse that of every game though, couldn't you? Yeah. Um I just think it's a really good sports game. It's a really good competitive game. Um the only, I guess the drawback is it's not it's not it's it was re released in twenty seventeen, but it's not a new game. Does I, that I don't think that disqualifies it? it. I mean a lot of people's first experience of Windjammers will have been its release on yeah, PlayStation 4. I think it's fantastic. To say, I mean, if you want to be a dick, <laughs> you could say it wasn't released in 2017, but I don't have a, what is it, Neo Geo, did yeah. you say? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Um, I don't have one. I assume it's a thing. Yeah. So I don't have any, I wouldn't have been able to play this game until it got released this year. When I was playing it last, it was a game that you could pick up and play and within minutes, you were competent at it. Yeah. And then you could you just got better and better and yeah. better. It's easy to pick up. Very hard to master. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's, it's there. It, it beats mm-hmm. what remains, at least. I think, well, realistically, we've got Night in the Woods and we've got Cuphead. And we're really looking at three from four. I think SteamWorld stays. Um, I know you've not played it. What remains, Flint Hook and Windjammers are the other three. For the for the 
the three spaces out of those four games. Is there anything there you think really stands out that just doesn't make the cut? Or because I think they're, I mean, I haven't played Windjammers, I haven't played Flint Hook. I think Steam World is enough better than what remains that it makes it. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that that completely eliminates either Finch. I just think that it's better enough than what remains that it by default stays. I mean, stays. perhaps what remains in Windjammers is the answer to the two from three. You think? Um, well, the reason I kind of came to that conclusion, Windjammers is incredibly fun to play, easy to pick up, very satisfying, mm-hmm. and if you get a really close match with people you're playing with, it's incredibly intense. Mm-hmm. Um, what remains has some incredible highs, that fish head chopping scene. Yeah. And the child child actor are really big highs um, that stick out. Flint Hook is just a good game um, without any particular standout moments. I feel like Flint Hook has been nominated an awful lot and not really been close at all at getting on any yeah. of these lists. Well, that's another thing. I feel like this is its, this is its category. Um, I probably enjoyed it more than what remains. I feel like because these are three games and you have played them all and I've only played one, I find it really hard to even have an opinion here. Um, I th- if I was, I think Windjammers makes it. Yep. Um, I know I've just, I finished saying that I don't, I can't, I find it hard to form an opinion, but from what I've seen of that game, it just looks like a whole load of fun. It is. Um, it, and for me especially, I find it really hard going back to old style games. Um, I don't have any nostalgia for the Nintendo Entertainment System or the uh, Genesis or even like the N64 and really the PlayStation. Even the play, There's a few standouts in the PlayStation 2 that I really like, but I have no nostalgia for old games. And... The fact that I'd even be willing, that I'm actually not even willing to play Windjammers, but actively want to try to play Windjammers, speaks a lot for it, in my opinion. Yeah. For me, personally. I know that opinion for, I know a lot of gamers consider, like, the 90s and 80s to be, like, the pinnacle of gaming, and they can't see past the NES and stuff, but those types of systems and games just really do nothing for me. Um, So I think it speaks a lot for Windjammers that, I actually want to play that game. Okay. So it kind of comes down to Flint Hook and what remains. Um, we've said a lot about both of these games over the last three days. I'm trying to think. Like Flint Hook is like the one I want to say it goes because it's it's like almost as good as another game I like. Seems to be my entire argument that's, mm-hmm. that that this game surrounds. Um, but then what remains of it? Edith Finch is just. Are there other walking simulator type games that are better? I mean, if you're going purely walking, I hate that term. It sounds so reductive, but it kind of is what it is. But games like Firewatch, or yeah, Firewatch. I mean, Firewatch. They're barely even 
comparable. Firewatch is so much better. I think um, the the first one, Gone Home, was the first one I played of this yeah. type. It probably had more of an effect on me. Um, everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is another one. Um, I like what Edith Finch does. I like the vignette style of storytelling. Yeah. I barely even know what Flint Hook is. Um, I'm interested to play it. I really want to try it. Um, anything that y- you'll recommend this, like... Highly, I I will give a chance to. Well, let's get let's do Windjammers and What Remains. Okay, there's our five. I feel bad for Flint Hook. It's been <laughs> hooked so many times. <laughs> oh right, see you later, Flint Hook. Right, so what's number five? Does I think uh, since we're debating over it, What Remains and Windjammers. Yeah, it's five and four. Um, what's what's five? What remains? What remains for me? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's got enough wrong with it that. Against a game I've not played, I'll still take the punt that the game I've not played is better. Um, I think also as well, given that for as good as Firewatch and the games we've just mentioned are, I've had my fill, whereas I've not really played too much like Windjammers. Yeah. Um, and I know it's an old game that's just been released this year, but it's still it does something a little different that I've not really seen before. The vignette style as well, it kind of not really seen before either, but I'll give it to Windjammers. They're close though. What's your number three? Steamworld. Okay. Um, for what it does, Steamworld do Steamworld Dig Two is close to being like the perfect podcast game. Uh huh. There's no spoken words, so if you want to pay attention to the story, you can just read it. Um, yeah. There is so much to do. There's so much world exploring. But it doesn't really take too much of your attention. You can kind of just meander through it. There's things to be explored if you want to explore them. You can just go straight to the objective if you want to do that. It's a a really pleasant way to fill your time. Uh Um, I'm not sure it's much more than that. Um, it's It's a really nice experience. But... Night in the Woods and Cuphead just do in their like Night in the Woods storytelling alone puts it above Steamworld and the characters and the art style I just think overall it's just a it's a more fulfilling experience Uh than a pleasant time fill okay Um, so I I, I would go with that Um, I like that I didn't even bother trying to compare like suggest that Cuphead could even possibly be free. <laughs> um, I think for as good as Night in the Woods is, and I do think it's a very nice package. It's got an incredible story, really a lot of depth to the characters. It's not Cuphead. <laughs> Cup, Cuphead's going to win another category. I feel like this is getting ridiculous. No, it's, it's a small game. It's, it's a fantastic game. It, it deserves to win. It's, it's unbelievable. So, rounding up best small game, number five, we've got What Remains of Edith Finch, number four, Windjammers, number three, Steamworld Day 2, number two, Night in the Woods, and number one is the ever-present Cuphead. Yes. Moving on to topic two of the day, we're going to talk about most anticipated of 2018. What's on there that I, you want to stick in right away? I think I had I, I, I had something else that I wanted to add to this. I, th- I hope it'll come back to me the more we speak about this. Um so for 2018, there is one massive 
punch you in the face standout that comes once in a console generation, and that's Red Dead Two. Yeah, get that starred. Um, Red Dead Redemption was such a phenomenon. It to me is the Last of Us to GTA's Uncharted. Yeah. In that they're kind of the same style, but just done so exquisitely better mm-hmm. in almost every single department. Is there anything to worry about Red Dead? That it's not going to live up to my hype and my expectation. I'm worried about the online Yeah, since GTA 5 has come along. I really hope that they... if I feel like the, the online-ness of it is inevitable. I kind of hope that they can have the patience to let me enjoy the single player first like they did with GTA 5 yeah. and then bombard me with the online stuff that I don't need to care about and it, I can completely ignore. Yeah, I'm not sure that'll happen, but I really hope it does. I hope that the time they've taken to get from Red Dead to Red Dead 2, that they've really tightened up the mechanics, they've really focused on the story because that game was story. I mean, Red Dead Redemption, I we spoke about this the other day. On another day, it could be a, a different game, but for now, Red Dead Redemption is my favourite game of all time. Yep. I absolutely love it. The only thing that can let Red Dead down too is my own hype and expectation and the threat of online taking over, which is a real threat. It's worrying, but... Oh, I trust Rockstar to not let me down. They don't often release a bad game. No. They really don't. Um, I think Monster Hunter World gets to stay as well. Yeah. Because I have all of a sudden become really interested in this game. I guess, though, because we've now got people to play it with. Yeah, definitely. Monster Hunter is... I I really didn't even... I wasn't that excited about it when the, the E3 stuff got released. No. And then that the beta dropped, and I was really into it. It was it was really cool. Um, it was, it was fun to play. The did you play the beta? No, you don't. No, you don't do don't, demos, do you? No. Um, so each weapon has its own like button configuration. Okay. Um, so if you have a great sword, triangle does something different than you would if you have a katana or okay. a big club, and it's all about it's. I've heard it described as like a fighting game. It's about learning what your character does and. Yeah. In a fighting game, it's learning what the weapons do. Yeah. And I think that is... It's going to be like learning to play a new style of game. Yeah. And in 2017, I learned how to play Souls games. And I think in 2018, I'm going to learn how to play a Monster Hunter game. Yeah, I can't wait. It seems like... Because Monster Hunter's been a huge series for yeah. years. But this one seems like the most approachable mm-hmm. of the lot. Um, and as you say, we've got so many people to play it with. It'll be a really fun co-op game. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Which... If you'd asked me even six months ago, am I excited for Monster Hunter World? I think I was actively against the idea of Monster Hunter World after I saw that yeah. E3 trailer. So for them to 180 me so hard, so quickly, is a testament, really. it's I'm really excited for it. Um, I think I'll happily sacrifice Anthem here. Yeah, well, my next question was going to be, given the year that EA have had... I have no faith that they'll do anything right ever again. No. 
I um, think it, I've got absolutely. If this game is good, I will be shocked at this point. Yeah, not even I. I fully expect that mechanically it'll be fine to in probably be, in, quite good. in between pop ups for microtransactions. Yeah, but oh yeah, the EA have just gone from falling in one ditch to getting out and falling in another ditch so well this year that. I just can't see Anthem. I was really excited for Anthem after E3. They, they, Monster Hunter and Anthem are for, for like polar, polar opposite of each other. Yeah. I've gone from super hype to Anthem. I think when we spoke about what we were most looking forward to from E3, we had a discussion about this, and I think Anthem was number one for me. And now I, I'm now at the stage where I really, I don't know. I hope it's good, but I don't trust EA no, I don't in the think it will slightest. Be. No, so we can get rid of Anthem. Yep. Yeah. I think we can probably keep for whatever From releases. Yeah, so they've re- so to be a little less cloak and dagger, I guess, or um they've released they've announced a game for twenty eighteen, they just haven't said what it is. It looks very much like Bloodborne two. Yep. Um I think honestly the From release would be my number two pushing Red Dead for number one if I knew what it was. Yeah. But because I don't know what it is I have to temper expectations because they've already re- they've already released the information about the Dark Souls remaster. Yeah. I know it's very unlikely, but what if that was it? Yeah. That that's the that's what holds me back from it being a strong number two. Um, but I'm buzzing for whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so we can we can keep that. For now, so I know you're not a God of War fan. No, you? I no, I'm not. Um, and I'm also I, I was a fan of the E3 demo when they announced it. Was it E3 or PSX? Anyway, whenever they first announced it, because it looked very different. Um, the more I see of it, the more it seems to be just turning into a God of War game. Yeah. Um, which puts me off. <clears throat> um. I've never played a God of War game before. Um, I've never really been interested, but I want to give this a try. Um, I think it looks cool. Mechanically, the games are always very strong. Yeah. Um, I just think there's nothing else to them for me. That's that's more than fair, and it's it's not the sort of game I will be spending fifty pounds on. Day of release, I will probably wait to see reviews and potentially wait for a discount, yeah. depending on what I'm doing at the time. Uh-huh. Um, whereas the likes of Red Dead, let's be honest, I'm not pre-ordering it because I have a principled thing against pre-ordering, but I'm It'll going to get that game yeah. regardless. Probably the same with Monster Hunter, unless something drastic happens, and the same with From. Um I'm 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 happy enough to see God of War go. I'm excited for it, but uh, this is our list, and yeah, my my desire for that game is not going to outweigh your complete apathy for it. <laughs> um, I've added Far Cry Five to this list. Um, this kind of comes the same kind of vein as God of War. I've never played a Far Cry game before. I've heard that three was really good, and four was good, but it was just three again. Um, 
this looks interesting. This the story of the weird Bible bashing town community and yeah, I don't really know what it is because the problem people seem to have is that Far Cry has always been set in a fantastical universe where you can get away with murdering people in massive amounts. Yeah, and there's not really an issue with that. But this seems to be set in a real town in the real world, and I don't know how they're going to overcome you just mindlessly slaughtering people for 50 hours yeah I, I kind of I'm conflicted about this because I'm looking forward to Far Cry 5 but I also feel like story aside because I think that's maybe the most interesting thing about it mm-hmm. but having played a Ubisoft game um, before in my life i.e. those games seem to be turning into themselves all turning into the same thing Yeah, um, I feel expect it to just be the exact same thing as all these Ubisoft games. It'll look like someone vomit. Icon we, vomit, yeah. Icon vomit onto the map. Uh, you'll run around from point to point. There'll be lots of collectibles. There'll be a tower you've got to climb to onto. Yeah. Um, expose an area of the map, and there will be some animals you've got to kill to upgrade your pouch of yeah. some kind. You've basically just summed up Ubisoft open world game. The thing as well that gets away from me is that. For the most part, and there are a few exceptions, Overwatch being one and Destiny, for all its flaws, being another, I'm not the biggest first-person fan. No, me neither. Um, So, the thing that keeps me coming back to... Well, Overwatch is a kind of different thing because it's so much fun to play, but the thing that keeps me coming back to Destiny is the mechanics are really tight and it's just I get to play with my friends. There's no danger I would play Destiny on my own. And I feel like Far Cry will be kind of the same. Yeah. I am worried that I'm not going to enjoy first personing about for 50 hours or sure. 100 hours or whatever it takes. So for as quick as Far Cry went on, I'm happy enough to see it come off. I'm not that excited by it. I'd probably, In fact, I'm more excited about God of War. So if God of War is going, then Far Cry is going. No, yeah, okay. Which leaves us with our five, I suppose. Yeah. Do, um, you, do you want to talk about these two? Um, I, I'm i happy enough for Days Gone to stay on this list. I'd probably rather God of War. I'm interested by Days Gone. Um, it looks like a slightly... Shitter version of Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. I um, was... When I read what that game was, I was properly excited, and then I saw the E3 footage, and it really tempered my expectations. Oh, really? Yeah. It properly undid um, kind of what I was expecting of that game. Uh-huh. Um, but in saying that, I thought Monster Hunter looked shit at E3, and now I'm buzzing for it. So things can want quite quickly. Um, what are your thoughts on Days Gone? Um, yeah, I just liked it, and the thing I liked is I think the e- the E3 demo showed you being knocked off of your motorbike and ended up in a fight. Um, the other the other thing that they didn't show you was in the behind the scenes demos you can get your way out of that, and um, you can you can see the traps getting laid for you, so it's it's more open than perhaps the E3 demo led you to believe. Right. Okay. Um, I think this game, the success or the greatness of this game, hinges on how good and compelling the story is. Yeah. Um, I think we can all guess at what the gameplay is going to be like. It's yeah. basically going to be like Uncharted's Last of Us, maybe not quite as good. Mm-hmm. Um, in saying that, 
we've just added another game to the list, which I'm way more excited for. Yeah. And to touch on State of Decay 2, I really like State of Decay 1, um, but I felt like it wasn't quite what you, there was just bits and pieces that weren't quite as good um there was clunkiness there was bugs i i hope that they've ironed this out and made it just a bit more of a smoother experience um made the build base building a bit more dynamic um and then it'll be a much better game um i'm actually pretty buzzing for state decay 2 and if they can get some co-op base building and co-op stuff on the go i think it might be one of the most so, like a bit of a dark horse i've got two questions the first is is it Multiplayer only, or is it single player as well? Stay the key. Yeah. Uh, well, single player. Okay. Um, I don't even know if there's multiplayer because they always said they were going to bring multiplayer oh. to Stay the key one. And oh, I assumed it was did. a multiplayer game. Okay. Well, my second question is: Is it just Xbox? Yes. Yeah. Okay. See that? That kind of puts me equal on either way on this because on one side, I all I am chomping at the bit for Microsoft to give me an excuse to play my Xbox. Um, I feel like I play my PlayStation 90-10. Cuphead's the only thing that keeps me... Cuphead, I think, is the only game I've played from start to finish since I got my PlayStation on Xbox. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the first week in April I got my PlayStation. Um, But then, if it does have a compelling multiplayer, we don't really have too many people on Xbox to play it with. That's true. That's not really the fault of State of K2 that it's only on Xbox yeah. and none of my friends are on Xbox and so not really its fault. So I can't really hold that against it. But I'm probably more excited for State of K than Days Gone if I'm honest with okay. you. Okay. But be- before we cut Days Gone, do you want to talk about A Way Out? A Way Out is a multiplayer game in which you escape from a prison, right? Yeah. And then you basically just run through various scenarios and you've got to um, plan your approach to how you do it. So like um, you rob a bank or you rob a, a convenience store, for example, and you've got to decide on the approach you make and who to stop and who not to stop. So if someone runs out of the store, you can like stop them. And yeah. If, or they don't know, maybe run in front of the police. Yeah. Um, it's just really interesting the way they do it because it's a multiplayer game that encourages it, that it requires you to have to go off and fulfil your own roles. And you're yeah. not just doing the exact same thing, going through the same map at the same time. Yeah. There's just two of you. Like multiplayer games tend to tend to plot for what this done is that it has done is saying look I want to make a co-op game and they've built a game around the co-op to give people different things to do it's, it's kind of like what I liked about GTA 5 and the heists when you did yeah. them online yeah, that yeah. you all had your own roles yeah. and you had to carry them out this seems like a bit more of a manageable version of that yeah honestly. it's not like five people all just rush a point kill everyone take yes, the flag exactly you all have, yeah the story looks interesting as well mm-hmm. definitely um, I am this just slipped my mind because it, when I was looking for a 2018 games, I think it maybe just wasn't on the particular list I was looking at because I absolutely this would yep. have made my original shortlist. I think yeah. this makes the cut. So I say the cut day's gone. Yep, I'm okay and with that's that. that's our five. So our five is State Decay 2, whatever form, <laughs> whatever form releases. A Way Out, Red Dead 2, and Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Um, honestly, for that... I don't know. Red Dead 2 is my best, I think. I think that purely because we don't know what it is, I think the From game has to be 5. 
Yeah. Because it could be bad. We, it could we're, be bad. We're excited at the prospect of Bloodborne 2. Yeah. Let's face it. Let's face it. We, we don't know 100% that's yeah. what it is. And it... I, just because it's from, it doesn't mean it's even a Souls type game. It no. could be doing anything. Yeah. And okay. if it turns into an RTS game, yeah, I am I'm not, not excited for that yeah. in the slightest. So, yeah. I am absolutely buzzing for whatever from ha- from do, but I am. Uh, I, I think I I think it has to be five, just because we don't know what it is. No, I think that's fair. Which makes my no- I think number four has to be State of Decay two. Mm-hmm. Um, a way out would be in my number three personally. Uh, is it what? What is it about the the other two? The other Monster that- Hunter World. Um, I. I like that. I like the idea of so. I, I hate hate that I constantly use Souls games as like a point of reference. But this is a game in which, actually, maybe even akin to The Witcher Three, when you've got to look up your bestiary and plan how to attack the ghosts and the beasts. Yeah. Um, throughout the world, this is like this this game in which there's these animals that are just vicious, and you've got to go out and try and figure out how to take them down together as a group. Yeah. And if you go out on your own, chances are you'll get taken down. Mm-hmm. You've got to plan, you've got to prepare, and you've got to go and execute your plan perfectly, or you won't manage. Absolutely. Um, it's what I liked about The Witcher Two, um, because when you were going into a fight. They touched on The Witcher 3. You had to look up your beast area, see what you were coming up against, and then prep your potions so you had the right potions to take when you were fighting, and also make sure you had the right oils on your blade and that you were using the right sword um, material against your enemies. So I really like that planning aspect. Monster Hunter 2 seems to be that, but really, really hardcore. The game seems to be based entirely around that. It sounds punishing. I don't understand why we're attacking these monsters. No. Yeah, I would like more context of that because Wait, they, they don't even seem to be bad guys. They they, they just... drop in the in the beta. They just drop you. What I assume is about ten hours in because you've got a few different weapons that are quite leveled up. Yeah, you have like fairly decent armor, and they just say, "Look, there's a blah 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 roaming about. Go get it." Yeah. Um, I assume there's maybe a reason for it. I I would like to think there is, because. The idea of just mindlessly going and slaughtering beasts for the reason that it's a monster hunter game, kind of in the same way of the Assassin's Creed thing, it doesn't really sit well with me that you're just killing animals for the sake. I know they're not animals, they're mythical beasts, but it's the same principle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've not played any of the other ones to know if there is a reason behind it. But I'm I'm really excited. I am excited for it. it, And I'm excited to play it co op as well. Yeah, Um, well, that's the thing. I think, like, largely 2017 yeah. I've played a lot more co-op in yeah. multiplayer than I would normally play and it's kind of more it's just it, as much of playing the game a lot of the enjoyment comes from talking about the game and yeah. Monster Hunter is a game that requires discussion yeah definitely like one of the examples of the monsters was that you had to they set it up so by the time you get to the monster that it's in this state but they encourage you to go and fight this particular monster after it's just fed because it's slower and more lethargic. Okay. So it makes it easier to kill. And yeah. if you went out and found it ha- when it hadn't eaten, it would be agile and aggressive and fighting well, for its cool. life a bit more. Yeah. And it's stuff like that that it just seems like it's little touches like that that it's the care and attention to detail that seem to have gone into the game. I mean, for as fucking batshit mad as some Japanese stories are, and it's a culture thing, obviously, like they probably think our games are mundane and boring, but. Probably. Um, 
the, the like Japanese developers know how to make a mechanically sound game. Yeah. And it looks cool and it plays really nice. Um, it's going to be a learning curve, but I'm excited for that learning curve and I'm excited to play with my friends. And it's, it's going a to new be... type of yeah, yeah it's absolutely. exactly like you said. It's a type of game that neither of us have really no. got our teeth into. No, and not at all. I, I really want to learn it, and at least that now, like either way, I'm going to know. Yeah. So is that our is that our order and that is that our list? I think so. Um, would you do you want to touch on Red Dead a bit more? I just think it's it's Red Dead too. It's more yeah. Red Dead. It's that that was my favorite Rockstar game. Um, I I just again with the co-op part of my even even so the single player was fantastic. John John Marston Marston was one of the most compelling characters they've they've had mm-hmm. the Rockstar. Um, it was really it was really fun kind of exploring that world that again felt alive. Um, they were good at turning it on its head the first one and doing like the DLC with the Yeti and the zombie DLC oh the undead nightmare yeah. was amazing and then you'd, be, you'd go hunting you'd get to go and like interact with loads of different characters it was a snake oil salesman and yeah. then, like he was a kind of like comedy <laughs> one and then there's a guy another comedy one that was like running about digging up dead bodies and then oh, you'd, yeah. you'd have these sobering moments where you'd encounter this woman that appeared to be lost looking for her husband and you eventually find her husband he's been dead for like 10 years yeah or the guy out picking flowers for his wife and you go back to the house and his wife's fucking dead yeah he's just so distraught by the death of his wife that he's just it's broken him yeah and then there's like right. bonnie who's like you go and she's getting like shit from like raiders and like the barn goes on fire and then you have to try and learn how to get a relationship with your son again after being away for so long and it's just it's and it's a nice little juxtaposition between the old world and the new world and like Jack Marsden is this old cowboy he's almost like the old world and like at the start of the game and I don't think it's an accident you see a car being taken off a train and this is like the, the new yeah, world yeah. being kind of birthing and you're being left behind and it's just it's so perfect in that yeah. regard it's got problems um, I think the the Mexico section is quite slow at times, mm-hmm. um, but then multiplayer. You and I played so much of those so much um, of missions, like those like short missions. Yeah, they were so good, mm-hmm. um, and I just want more of that. And Red Definitely. Dead Two can only be a good thing, really, unless they make it all online, which will be upsetting. But I am really, really excited to see if they do a heist, a version of the heist for Red Dead, because that be would be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, tying a rope around a big safe and get a horse to drag it around. Having to plan, like sit yeah. with the, the people we play games with, having to plan a raid yeah. on, a, on a bank heist and then yeah. actually execute it. It sounds, just sounds yeah, absolutely cool. fantastic. As you say, the one hang-up is that I really hope that they have made <clears throat> made the solo campaign priority number one. Yeah. And then, because I don't... They've made so much money from GTA and I don't think Red Dead is as a sellable product as GTA. So there might not be the market for such an expansive online game. They might not have it in their head that they're going to move the audience. So yeah. yeah, you're right. So in that sense, there's maybe hope. I think we can safely lose hope for GTA 6. That yeah. That is just gone. <laughs> I mean, the story in that's not exactly great. It's just ha, Twitter jokes. Yeah. So whatever. They're great. But anyway... That's uh, that rounds up day four for us. Yeah, that's um, our list. So our first, first five. Scott, you can give us a rundown as usual. Yeah, we had um, best small game, which was what remains of either Finch at five, when Jammers at four, Steamworld Dig two at three, Night in the Woods 
at two and Cuphead taking it. And then we finished up with most anticipated for 2K18. Um, number five, whatever From releases. Number four, State of Decay 2. Number three, A Way Out. Number two, Monster Hunter 2. And number one, Red Dead Redemption 2. A lot it's of Monster Hunter World, there. isn't it? Yes, Monster Hunter World 2. There's a lot of sequels in there. Oh no, it's not Monster Hunter 2, is it? It's Monster Hunter World. Yeah. What a nugget. It's anyway, probably more than two of them. Certainly is. Well, that is day four in the books. And tomorrow you can come back to get our official top ten list of the year. Which will be fun. Yes. So with that, I've been David. He has been Scott. We have been Stick Twiddlers. And I'm out. See you later.